0: Hello, hello and welcome to another episode of Break Cycle with me your host Joshua Smith I hope everyone is having a wonderful Wednesday, I think it's Wednesday I'm pretty positive this time, I, I said that with uh, uh, less positivity than I had in my heart uh, That it's Wednesday, but you guys know how I go, I get all mixed up and, and forget shit And then I spent the whole day with Dan Smotts yesterday, which was awesome By the way, that guy rules, if you're not following his podcast, the system is down uh, You can find that at tsidpod.com, uh, man he's great he really is. Him and his wife are both awesome. They're great people. Definitely go follow them and support them. Uh, I know that YouTube doesn't really let you support him financially because uh, he's just too conspiracy out for them. Uh, but it is it is fun to listen to his show, and you can always check him out on Odyssey and all that other great stuff as well. Uh, guys, we've got a great show for you tonight. No, I'm not trolling you at all, but uh, let's start off with some sponsors first. Of course, we have TopLobster.com, the man, the myth, the legend, my good friend and partner on Break the Cycle, where you can get this great Break the Cycle custom pillow that you see on my couch during all my streams. By using BTC at checkout for a 10% discount Or you can join the Patreon, subscribe star Or become a member of my YouTube channel Under all of my videos uh, by hitting the join link Where you can get in the the private Discord server And get uh, all of Top Lobster's new gear Up to two weeks early At like a 30% discount I know he's been on kind of a lull Putting out new stuff for the last couple weeks But he does have a really cool uh, Trump Kaczynski 2024 hat That you might want to check out It's pretty funny Uh, Definitely do that if you can And of course, executive producers of the show Anthemplanning.com for all your emergency and crisis planning needs Check them out today, see what they can do for your business, home, or personal life They're doing a wonderful job that the government has historically sucked at Much cheaper and much more efficiently for your business So if you own a business, or you know somebody that owns a business Go check out anthemplanning.com It's free to check out the website uh, But you're going to find things that are going to help you I'm sure of that, I promise you If you own a business or you know somebody who owns a business uh, You're going to find things that will definitely help you out Guys, like I said, we got a great show for you tonight No, I'm not Uh, At all trolling you, we do have a literal jar of mustard on tonight. He's a public school teacher uh, that we're going to keep anonymous. Um, But we wanted to talk about all the craziness with the Democrats trying to uh, take full control of your kids through the public education system. So my good friend who has been on the show before, if you watch the very early episodes of my show, uh, I had the jar of mustard on to talk about public schools once before. uh, But bringing him back because he is one of my all-time favorite guests, he is Mr. Jar of Mustard. Sir, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good, buddy. Thanks. Yeah, I'm glad to have you on again, man. I, I, you know that that uh, mo- that short monologue that you had on my show. I think it was episode four. It was a long time ago, man.
1: It might might have been. It was it was an early one. I know that.
0: It was great, dude. I mean, you really went off. And Thank uh <laughs> if 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 people haven't checked it out, you could check out my uh my TikTok. I even put a, a clip of it up there. But I think it was episode four. It was when I was still doing solo episodes and I'd bring somebody on for like a yeah. five minute rant and uh you did a really good one, man. It was a good time.
1: I think you talked about Waco or maybe it was Ross Albright that day. Um it was one of the two of those ones. So. Yeah, I think if uh,
0: if it was if it was that, I think it was. I think Waco was my very first episode, and yeah. Ross Ulbricht was episode four, I believe. So okay,
1: I think you're talking Ross. Yeah, that yeah. was. Um, I don't remember what was. Oh, school closings was the was the big hot was the big hot button. Yeah,
0: this is when we were. We were still only needed a couple a uh, couple more months to slow the spread back then.
1: Uh yeah. Geez, what what month did you start this? In May, March. There are schools that are still not open, by the way. It was, it was which March, is, which is its own up march. Okay, yeah. There's like I know there's there's pluses and minuses to that. The schools stay in close. Like ultimately, I, the schools themselves aren't closed. Closed. Like kids are still in the in the grip of that system. They're just at home and sad in the meantime.
0: Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. Look, thankfully, so I think when I had you on, my kids were. Uh, the t- the the couple that we have in public school, um, uh, because they were just so far behind, we couldn't do it on our own. Basically, uh, mm-hmm. uh, they were still doing the <laughs> virtual school at the time, but they've been back in school for months and months and months and months right. now. So yeah,
1: it, it's one of those things where like, uh, it's just a weird thought to have that you're gonna have a generation of kids who, um, and just as American kids, and I know there's other stuff all over the world, but they're gonna have really bizarre. Memories of school that are not shared at all, right? With like from state to state, like a kid who's like, "I grew up in Iowa." They're gonna be like, "Oh, really? Okay." Um, I grew up in California. We didn't go to school for four years. Like, right. <laughs> it's gonna be like those kids aren't gonna have nothing to talk about. It's gonna be weird. Well, yeah, they're that... not gonna get what any of that is.
0: Oh no! And what like when I had Andrew Bogut on, uh, he was uh-huh. he was really awesome. But we we talked a little bit about like the the effect this is going to have on call on college athletes and pro athletes i mean you know california like the they're still not playing organized sports in schools there
1: that's wild i know so like they
0: you can't better i mean the, these poor kids that are living through this time that had these these great aspirations to become a pro football player or pro right. basketball player they're not even going to get their shot
1: right hey i got to tell you too that is um that's your coolest guest i think that uh, you've ever had i i have Grew up a a Bucks fan. I've always been a Milwaukee Bucks fan, so it was awesome that you could have him
0: on there. Yeah, it was pretty. It was cool for me too because I'm a I'm a Warriors fan, you know, and I waited what 33 years to see him win a championship or something, and he was on the team when they won the championship, and he was a big part of the team too. I mean, he really he really was, and uh, Mm -hmm. so having him on was really really cool, man. And uh, I I still it's still one of those ones. I'm like, I can't believe I landed that interview. You know,
1: that's a cool interview. Yeah.
0: Yeah, dude. I mean, but somebody who's won a, a an NBA championship that's huge. Um, but let's talk about you, man. So, so you're, uh, you're a a school teacher in public education. Yeah. I, I, I would hope that knowing who you are and how you feel about public education, uh, while working there, I would hope that my viewers will give you a little leeway here as you segue into your experience. But I mean, what, what was it that made you want to be a public school teacher, man?
1: Um, I was so lame uh, I was just huge into geography when I was like uh like a six year old sure I <laughs> loved maps and stuff, and I thought that' was always been kind of neat to me. Um I wasn't a libertarian for um so politically leanings weren't where they are until maybe like two thousand and nine or so sure um and I was still in college and I wasn't a teacher yet but um i I like history i I've taught uh you know history and and politics for um for about a decade now. But um, I mean, that's it was kind of my when I think back on all the all the questions you had to answer for applications or in interviews, like why do you wanna do this? I still was in that um like that kind of typical conservative mindset of like I wanna make, and I don't even know if this is a conservative or a liberal thing, and I wanna I'm trying to teach kids to be good citizens and right. uh which I I mean I abhor that answer now. Um like that that answer is ass on the 10 levels. But, um, but that was kind of my level. I liked history. I liked politics. And I was like, I could, you know, I could really talk this with kids in a sophisticated manner. And, uh, um, that was kind of my driving force to becoming a public school teacher.
0: Sure, sure, yeah, and it's it's really funny because I, you know, we talk, we talk because we we are gonna eventually be homeschooling all our kids uh, here. Yep. Uh, we have several small ones that we will definitely not be putting into pub- the public education system. We'll be homeschooling here. Uh, we just want to get a little bigger place, and we kind of want to have a little farm area first and stuff like that before we really get there. So that's kind of yep. what we're working towards. Uh, but we we talk a lot about the history thing because. The history that you're taught in, in school elementary school especially uh and all the way through high school is just so uh skewed you know it's such a it's dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: i mean it is that's that's one of the bigger like when we talk about politics the silly parts are when people talk about all sorts of political shit getting interjected into math classes and stuff like that right. i think that stuff is wild most people see that your average person sees that as bizarre, even if there's people who don't want to admit that like an openly campaign for like this stuff is stupid. They look at that. and They're like, OK, that's dumb. Um, like I talked about I worked with other teachers who are who are very left of center or they're just like that type of kind of bougie progressive type of dude. Right. And that would be their wheelhouse if they'd be like, this is great. And they're like, no, this that, that stuff is dumb, man. Um, and it's not happening in most places. Um, it would, but, but it could like, it's, that stuff catches on and the right people go, Hey, this is a great idea. When you start adding this in, they're super vocal about it. And everyone else just goes quietly to themselves. This is stupid. All of a sudden it is policy somewhere, uh, where you wouldn't think it would be policy. Right. Um, like history and stuff. Yeah. Uh, there's been debates. I mean, it, there's left and right and center and authoritarian and, and libertarian opinions on, on everything in history forever it's like the math and science questions of interjecting things into it that were never there that stuff's new and i think most people see that as absurd but i think people got to speak up more about it
0: right well and and so something that i've noticed a lot over the, especially over the last year so so with all these school closures it felt almost like it felt almost like the the kids were being bullied like we can't open the schools until until we get the curriculum that we want and you guys all have masks and we can vaccine all the children it felt like children were being bullied into uh, you know kind of going along with some of these politics and 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 now you know we know now, I, and I mean, I, I, I understand that the Democrats want to use public education system to make more Democrats. I mean, that's really what it feels like to me. You know what I mean? And, and so when this whole thing was going down with Virginia, right, this, uh, um, uh, governor's race, yep. you know, I, I cheered, uh, When when the Republican won won, because he ran on a we're going to try to make a, 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 you know, school choice state here, which which I'm a big fan of. I think there needs to be school choice in every state, uh, you know, and, and I know that the Democrats, especially here in Iowa. So here in Iowa, we have fully like. Full school choice we don't have to tell the government we're homeschooling our kids. we can literally just homeschool our kids well, uh, you
1: shouldn't have to yeah right, that, right that's a the thing is that should be the very moderate choice and I like right. I've always saw the school choice is step one that should be seen as some people look at that as a radical idea like shuffling money into private you into the private sector and sometimes it is some of these private schools are also just as shit as as a public school is but as a but choice is important you have recourse when you've got that choice you don't have recourse when you can't have the choice
0: right yeah so so we don't have to say anything but every single legislative season the democrats put forth a bill to remove school choice every right, that single yeah. legislative season
1: and that's shitty and that is one of those things where like I typically don't I don't take sides between most of the the politic between Right and left in education, because when it comes down to it, it's still that Prussian style education of sit and get and the very authoritarian walk into it. And another reason that I would also, um, this is one of those times where you got to you got to go along with the message bearer, but you don't always want to bear all of their messages that these guys, as far as Republicans going to go, are going to get school choice and uh, it's been what's like a, a couple dozen places right. um states in the Union in the last year have have really opened this up and I, it's uh it's been fantastic developments to be honest with you yeah. um but you you gotta always kind of protect against one the idea of we're at we got school choice now we're good now we're happy which so many people as we know, um, are always happy to do that. Like they get their one win and then they're fine with everything being the same. Um, understanding full well that a lot of kids and a lot of families are not going to understand their choices, are not going to um, are going to think that now that I chose to send my kid to this other school um, who they put out a statement that there's not going to be, uh, there will be no critical race theory in the school. Um, like the school board said no so then it's not going to be taught in the school. And having been a teacher in a school for 10 years, uh, teachers don't teach what they're told to teach. True. Um, it, you still have the same people there. So um, it's just one of those warnings of school choice is step one, but it's, that's gotta be like a moderate step one. That's like, you're walking in the door and that's it. You've just gotten in the door. Um, but like you said, that that goal should be your homeschooling kids or not necessarily homeschooling, because there's a lot of parents I've met and a lot of people I know who they don't need to be homeschooling their kids. Right. Um, you don't, not that the alternative is that you must send them to a school of some sort, but there are, we're so locked in this red schools versus blue schools that right. we don't realize that they're all the same uh, Prussian model. And you're just, you're trading a, 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 a critical race theory for all of a sudden your kids are now learning that you know the states their friend they're a bunch of drug warriors, um, they're they're sucking the boots of cops um, like that's on the other side. When people talk about we don't want these liberal pussies indoctrinating our kids, um, a lot of people are not thinking Joshua Smith great idea. We need libertarians in our schools. Sure. They're thinking we just need more Republicans in our right. schools, and and that's that's the danger that people cannot be satisfied with just we got choice right. and so i'm good because the problem is a lot of parents just aren't they're not talking to their kids they're not asking their kids what they're learning right and and you might be and i hope you are oh i am and i hope you stay on top of that
0: we had a nice long talk the other day because my uh my 10 year old came home from school and he's like he's like, Dad. Uh, My teacher told me that, uh, in the declaration of independence, uh, when they wrote that they were all sexist and that's why they say the word men, uh, and and (laughs) they don't, they don't mention women specifically. They meant that the declaration of independence was only for women. I said, who has somebody taught you that? Yeah. My teacher was telling me that that's, that's bullshit. They just called all mankind man. Then that's was what, that's how they said it. You know what I mean? So we had this long discussion about how she's wrong. And, uh, next time she brings that up, he needs to tell her she's wrong. (laughs) you know good luck yeah
1: and you know maybe he'll do that maybe he won't but like with all that stuff you can like you can oust that leadership right Um, you could oust a couple of those teachers like that but like the alternative curriculum is nationalism and militarism right the drug war and like i think that i mean that that swing back and forth if you can win an election or win a legislative battle and you could get school choice you could just as easily lose a legislative battle or lose an election and have school choice taken away from you. Yeah. Usually when people lose something politically and then they get it back, they are vindictive about it. Right. So if a state is going to lose school choice, like these purple States, I could see people taking this and be like, you know, we need, it's not going to be called losing school choice. It's going to be called education reform in, in uh, Missouri or something like that. And it's going to be where it comes with a gigantic, overhaul in all the stuff that like california teachers unions wanted in 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 you know exchange for holding those kids hostage for you know they can go back to school if we get a bunch of bullshit curriculum changes that no one really wants but the teachers want it and so i mean that's just something to worry about yeah that's that's something to keep in mind which is why i'm glad that you talked about homeschooling alternative styles of school um community schools where like families simply get together And they work out with professionals, or maybe some of them are professionals, um, five, six, seven, eight families. They hire someone to teach their, just their kids. So that choice is amongst maybe eight families instead of the thousand families that go to a particular school district. And who the hell knows at that point who's making which decisions? It's the politicians now.
0: Right. Yeah. And that's, you know, uh, I know J- my fiance, Julia has been looking around and trying to kind of build a, a community, uh, based classroom. Um, and that's something she, you know, she's really a big fan of the radical unschooling, uh, ideas. Uh-huh. If, if you're familiar yeah. with that stuff, she's a, uh, she's a really big fan of this lady. Um, God, what's her name? I'm not going to remember. She always tells me I need to have her on the show. I think it's Deborah something, but she like radically unschooled all of her kids. And, uh, it kind of seems to me. It's like, it's actually like really, um, uh, extreme, you know what I mean? Because, oh yeah,
1: it is extreme. Yeah, yeah. And some extreme stuff is, I think it might be, is it a Dana?
0: Dana. Um, yes. That's who Dana something. Yeah, that's right.
1: You do need to get Dana on your show. Also, you need to marry that fiance. What, what are you waiting for? I'll like, try. You like 9 like 19 kids. <laughs>
0: Well we she's got a ring on her hand now, so we're okay, we're smart. halfway there. Uh, May smart. we're looking at May of in the summer we're gonna get married in Colorado so. Uh,
1: May of twenty twenty three. You're not or twenty twenty
0: two. Yes, twenty twenty two next year. Okay, yeah.
1: don't be one of those guys that waits like four years to be engaged. It's ridiculous. No, we,
0: the the big thing for us is going to be uh, funding it basically. But we we found a place. We found where we're gonna get married at. Uh, we know that we can drive there from here pretty quickly. Good. Because uh, initially, I wanted to get married in in Tahoe, and it was just too. It would be too much dragging seven kids uh, all the way across the country to get married. You know, just a lot. So we found a place it's we weird. can drive to. Yeah,
1: it's weird that. You're going to leave the other
0: 12 kids behind today. Nice. <laughs> It's a lot of ki- Man It feels, sometimes it feels like it's 20 man seriously like there's times You know, you know as a man <laughs> Like and, and my, my Viewers understand this as a man Sometimes after like a 12 hour day at Work you want to come home And you just want to like be by Yourself and be quiet and Like you don't want to say anything You don't want to talk to anybody I don't even really Want to be on my phone I almost just want to lay in The dark for like 20 minutes with no one bothering you, that uh, can literally never happen in my life.
1: (laughs) That's, that is rough. That's, I do know, I usually get home about an hour before my wife. So I know that's a, it's a great feeling of like the decompression time. It's funny though, I should point out that for a man who's against Like public schools like yours, it's odd that you carry your family around in a school bus.
0: It's hilarious that you're saying that because I've been honest to honest to God, like looking for school buses because I want to do like a build out school bus. You know what I mean? Uh, and and so, so I've been looking for buses that would fit the family of nine, uh, that I could build out with enough seats and still have some, like, uh, we were thinking bunk beds in the back and maybe like a little dinette and air conditioner or something so that we could just take it camping with us or something, you know what I mean? Uh, but I don't know. I also live in like a really like uppity kind of rich suburban area and I don't know where the hell they would let me park that at. Like we have a long driveway, but I feel like they, I feel like they would be up our ass about it.
1: You're gonna be like, yeah, a guy who didn't mow his lawn, and the SWAT teams, SWAT teams rolling in. At, uh, exactly,
0: a- I'm gonna be like, you guys are here yeah. for my bus, yeah, Jesus. Um, so, so I mean, so I, I get it, like, you know what I mean. I think my, my, me being excited about the Republican winning in Virginia mm-hmm. had to do with school choice and not with yep. cu- curriculum changing. I, I, I am under no, uh. I'm under no illusion that the Republicans are going to have a curriculum that I agree with in, in Republican Good. schooling. You know what I mean? Yeah, I,
1: right. Yeah. Um, and it's and that's like that'll be the challenge. That's always the challenge for I mean, we know this. We understand we are a fringe ideology. Right. And so it, we're in need of fringe solutions um, that you just have to you have to ally with with who's going to make your children's lives a little. A little bit better and, and, but you, you can't rest either, um, which is important, but the school choice is a, it's a good smart step. Um, And I know it's tough to, it's tough doing homeschooling. It's easy if you've got, you know, a couple jobs and you've got, uh, you've got some money in the bank and you're living comfortably to just be like, why don't you homeschool? Um, It's not easy for everybody. And so I I definitely don't want to sound like, um, like someone who's just incredibly out of touch, like the fact that we don't have sound money in this nation um, is difficult. It's it's brutal when you're trying to afford to provide for your kids properly. Right. Um, but there are people who who can provide for that and they can provide for that properly, and they simply don't. Um, because I mentioned this on the last time I was on, that kids oftentimes just get given up to the state. Um, a lot of people just assume. And I think quite part of the outrage is is there now. It's like this slow burn over the last 10 years where people are finally picking up on, holy shit, and I don't know if it's the last 10 years or whatever, like, holy shit. I cannot believe the things that are being told to my kids as truth. Right. But I just got to tell people, like, how do you not believe it? It's been happening for a while. Do you not talk to your kids? And I'm glad you do, Josh. Like, that's a good example of, but it's just, it's maddening how, Parents don't talk to the kids because they've simply ceded child rearing to the state. They said, you're you, here you go. Here's my kid. Teach him everything I believe. Right. Um, and that's it. And when they get home, the kid goes and plays video games and mom and dad hang out on their phones and, and watch reruns of Seinfeld or whatever. And the discussion doesn't go much further from there other than scolding. And, and I just remember being in a meeting one time with a parent and, and I, I, got, I was like, you know what, I gotta, I'm gotta. always getting such weird stories from her and weird stories from you about how these discussions you guys have at home go. Right. What do you say to her? And, she, and the mom was like, I just tell her she's got to behave better. And I wanted to say, what the fuck does that mean? Right. Like, what does <laughs> – your kid doesn't like you because you're fucking weird. You don't talk to your kids un- unless you're scolding them or you're scoffing at something that they like that you don't understand. Like, I don't get any of the shit that the kids listen to for music. I don't understand it. I'm always slow on like new music, anyways. I don't. I listen to the same like 10 albums and like I don't get it, but also like they like it. So I don't fucking, I'm not going to play it. Like, there is a play. Put on, put on Young Schnibbly. I'm like, fucking
0: (laughs) hell. Young Schnibbly. I love
1: it. (laughs) No. Like, I don't have a damn clue what that is. And the second I put it on, like, my admin's going to walk in and be like, what are you guys listening to? And it's gonna be like nineteen f bombs. I'm gonna get scolded about or yeah, something like that. Like well, little know,
0: Dickie man, but... talking about the size so, of his ballsack.
1: Exactly. Hey, by the way, that guy has had enough opportunities to make TV shows. I'm sick of that shit.
0: Have you seen All the right? show? Have you seen his show? I,
1: I, he's had like seven of them, and I'm tired of it. Okay?
0: I've never watched. I've never watched the show, dude. Like I, 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 <laughs> I saw like a half a episode of him. Like he was like he was like fucking some uh, some like blow up doll, and I was like, yeah, enough of that. I'm See, like,
1: I don't approve of that. So that's <laughs> not.
0: <laughs> Uh, level zero, thanks for the five dollars super chat, man. He said, "Prussian model schools are garbage. The kids need education to conform to them, not the other way around."
1: Exactly, and they've and they've been garbage forever. They always were. If you know your history and you know anything about Prussia, it was not a place that 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 uh, like an anarchist or a libertarian would hold up as like, "Fuck yeah, that's the place we need to live." Like that's that's obvious. It's, but it's become the default model because it is the easiest easiest method of control. Um, For one, and that's kind of like the cynical libertarian comment on it. But also, it's just the easiest way to run a school if your priority is getting tax money, providing a service, technically, to the most amount of people that you can possibly provide a service to, and then just kind of keeping that running smoothly. Like, it's efficiency for efficiency's sake. Right. Provide the service. That's it. Um, Yeah, it's trash. But, like, people are demanding that the state tell their kids shit for eight hours a day and that's the easiest way to do it and it's so easy that no one else has a a good enough idea that has become popular enough that people will go okay i guess we could try that it's a little out there but it's just so damn easy and efficient to just stack them in teach them the thing that you always teach them and then pack them out um and it's it's depressing, but that is the way. And yeah, so people need to be radical in response to that, and they need to be ready for people questioning their. Dis- I mean, I I don't I'm not a I'm not a parent. Um, I got one on the way in
0: three weeks. Oh, congrats, buddy.
1: But uh, thank you. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm I'm racking up my sleep now. Yeah, you better I get as much I'm as you can right now, on. buddy. Um, but uh, it's just it's the easiest way to do things, and I think we understand that. We're not supposed to be in life. We're not supposed to just be taking the easiest way out all the time. But we've also, with what we believe and what we think is right for not only a nation, but a community and a family, we, I need to understand that we can't take the easiest way out. You need to sacrifice something so that maybe someone can stay home with kids. You need to sacrifice something. Um, and it's usually you got to sacrifice some mindless consumerism. Right. So that you can stay home with those kids and raise them how you see fit.
0: Right. And that's, you know, that's one of the reasons why the show has been so invaluable to us is because it's given Julia the opportunity to stay home uh, while I work. And so, uh, you know, that we're getting to the point now where, you know, soon <laughs> I'm sure she can homeschool everybody. And, and then that, that, that'll that be like the ultimate dream for us. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, yep. But I want to I talk a little bit. Of, I find it so peculiar that you come on the show. And you have to be anonymous, but, uh, Democrat teacher who supports the school board and all this shit can go on a TikTok and say, fuck Donald Trump. And, and, uh, you know, we're going to teach your kids, whatever we want, no matter what you say and all this crazy shit. And they're just fine. You know what I mean? Uh, what is is this, this double standard, man? I mean, is that exist? Is that exist in all public schools? You think?
1: Oh, I mean, yeah. Um. It's I mean, it's one of those it's kind of what I mentioned before, where you could you could get a promise from a school board not to teach something, but the teachers are still there. Right. Um, I know. I mean, I know a lot of a lot of teachers who I who I disagree with, who I like as people. Um, I know a lot of teachers who I agree with, who I don't particularly care for as people. Um, I know a lot of people who are petty tyrants and they've gotten into the job, um, maybe not because of their ego, but but the way they treat their job is pure ego. And, yeah, I think the fact that they are defending in large part, this model that exists. um, I think, yeah, there, I mean, there's an obvious double standard for, for these ideas in anything. If you attack the uh, what the, you know, the media is pushing and what your large institutions are pushing as the ideology that needs to be, that needs to be put forward. You're going to, you're going to get attacked and someone who, is for them is gonna get is gonna get glamorized. I mean, that's just, I mean, that one's too easy. Which is why, like, more and more, the option is that you got to just get your kids out of those places. Like, you can get your policy changes, but they're still gonna be learning the things you don't want them to learn. Right? Um, yeah, it's 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 frustrating, but it's one of those hypocrisies that I become so used to that I don't. I'm not losing sleep over it. Right? Like, I know that I know that my my average. <laughs> Um, the coworker does not agree with most of my political opinions um or at least on the surface, if maybe someone else was saying them in front of them, they might be like, Ah, it's silly. People listen because the, uh, you know I get along with people really well
0: yeah.
1: but uh but now as far as policy stuff goes, it doesn't surprise me it's it's irritating sometimes when i when I see that stuff but uh i we need you know we just have to find other solutions. Yeah. Um, and maybe politically, there is some pushback now where those people won't be so brazen when they see that it. Look at how it's losing you elections. Because um, by and large, it looks like that. That's not a popular set of ideas. And I and I said that already. It's not popular. So yeah, it's gonna lose you. It's gonna lose you votes. And I think having our our politicians so in tune to Twitter is a boon for some of us. Right. That. Politicians start to believe that Twitter is the real world. They see these ideas on Twitter and they go, that's my policy. I'm going to run on that shit. And then they're surprised when they lose and they go, what? I got like 1500 retweets on this the other day. How did that not show up at the polls when people, and I was explaining this to someone the other day, like I, 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 girl I went to college with was like, do people not see what's happening in front of our eyes with this Facebook stuff? They're going to make the whole world into the matrix. I think talk about that meta, oh, I said, no I was like, no one's, no one knows what the hell you're talking about. Right. And she's like, are you sure? I'm like, I 1% of boomers understand what you're talking about. Like maybe 2% <laughs> of anyone younger than that knows what you're talking about. So it is a boon that these people pick up and they spend so much time on their yeah. like Twitter accounts doing their politicking there. Cause they get a little, um, they get a little out of touch and your average politicians already out of touch. But maybe entering them into this world where they think they know what the voters want um, is actually a gift for us.
0: Well, I just hope that all the politicians get uh, trapped in meta and then we don't have to live with them anymore. Oh,
1: God, that'd be fantastic.
0: (laughs) I'd love that. They all get hooked up to the meta and and Zuck's like, all right, we did it. We're anarchists now. I'd be like, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Really? The biggest troll ever, dude. You know, that'd be great but you know that's not going to happen so no. <laughs> so tell so tell me uh, you know so you're a public school teacher man i mean that's what you do yep. uh do you have opportunities um uh to kind of go against the grain as a public school teacher at all
1: oh god i say whatever i want yeah that's like <laughs> um for the last 5 years i moved cross country uh this last year so i'm in a different state now um but i taught a like a current issues class it was an elective and um we read i i joked about it last time i was on but i did we did read a few chapters of uh anatomy of the state um we read kaczynski with the kids which the kids love kaczynski um nice because they're so addicted to their tech they know it they're they read it um actually i have a student right now who was like mr w you ever have you ever read uh uh ted kaczynski and i was like, Yeah. And she was like, "All right, um, can we read through this?" And I'm like, I, "Instead of doing your homework, that's fine. We'll just read Kaczynski." Oh, wow. um, because I mean, the the stuff they got him doing otherwise is just silly. So I was like, absolutely, let's read Kaczynski. Um, She's like, "I have that. I've got. Uh, I've got Nick Land. Have you ever read Nick?" I'm like, "No, I've not read Nick Land. I know. I know any left wingers right now are probably shitting themselves. Um, and no, I for the most part have not read Nick Land. I know some about Nick Land. Like, have you ever read DeLuz?" I'm like, we're not reading this shit. Like, that stuff is, is schlock. But, uh, but yeah, the kids are curious, too, if you give them space to be curious. And a, a teacher could have just as much said, like, no, do your homework. Shut up.
0: Right. Um, which the majority hell. would.
1: Right. So, no, I've had a lot of freedom um, to teach, which is why I'm telling you right now that – And I just got to slam it in there. You're going to get policy changes. The teaching is not going to change. Um, I think your average person probably doesn't know. And I'm glad you're asking. Doesn't know what really goes on inside a school. Um, We get our ideas of schools from like TV shows and movies. I love watching a show where like there are like teen characters and they're at school. And they're just doing shit that I've never seen at any school ever in my life. Like they just get in their car and like they just leave. Or they get 30 minutes between classes to just like hang out in the courtyard and just have a good dialogue between characters. I'm like, what is this? Like, what are you doing right now?
0: Yeah, um, never happens at school.
1: Or I'm like, what, what are these situations? But um, but yeah, I, I, I think it's, there's, I mean, even when I was at a like a kind of formal regular schools, I'm not now, I'm at alternative different style school. True. Um, But when I was I was at kind of your typical school, um, someone comes in and watches you like twice a year.
0: Right, they have no idea what's going on.
1: And you do paperwork a couple times a year. Um, and with, with COVID stuff, shit, that year where COVID hit us in the spring, I, I didn't have, my boss came into my room one time. Um, I was showing a documentary about a heroin
0: addiction. <laughs> um,
1: about like, uh, like uh, the first part was like Oxy, um, like the whole Oxycontin cover-up from the fucking pharma companies. Um, nice. And the guy comes, guy comes in, he's like, are you, are you doing it? I'm like, I'm showing this for like 20 minutes. And he goes, oh, okay, I'll come in some other time. And he never came in the rest of the year. So, I mean, that's the... I'm happy I'm able to do that because I'm able to, to give kids opportunities to read stuff they'd never have a chance to read um, and expose kids to things they, they wouldn't. But also, on the other end of that, I'm sure there's people thinking, this motherfuckers, let my kid read Kaczynski. This is, like, there are people that would be unhappy with that. right? And so I'm telling you that, like, if you don't like that, then... A policy change isn't going to change that, unless your policy is the principals need to be in the room twenty four seven, or my kids' classroom needs to be closed circuit TV to my house every single day. And at a certain point, you're making a dystopia for your children when the solution is you just got to pull the plug. Sure. Um, yeah, and that's I, again tougher and more difficult than uh, than. Um, I mean, more easier said than done. And so.
0: Are you so? I mean, are you in favor of uh, getting rid of the, the, at least the, the Department of Education, but, but possibly public yeah, that, schools in, entirely? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I mean, I would, I would succeed. Um, I, I, I have a knack
1: for for making relationships, building lines of communication, um, and I think I'm a good teacher. I think I would succeed at that. I don't. People have asked me that before. You fucking idiot! You, why would you? Who would abolish their job? Right. <laughs> like Someone with confidence, someone who thinks they could still make it. Like if you don't think, if you think that this job is the only one you could ever get, you would never, you would see abuses and, and just systematic immoralities in your line of work and shit that doesn't work and shit that perpetuates uh, like the type of authoritarian place that we live in. And you'd be like, but I got the job. So I think this should just go on as is forever. Down at Tsidpod.com or wherever you get podcasts. That's tsidpod.com dcom because the system is down and truth is taking over. Then I don't know what to tell you, but you're missing something out. Um but yeah, I know I'd be fine. I'd I'd be okay with it. And I think I do a good job. Right now, within this, I mean I get kids to not go to college. Um there's way too many kids that go to fucking college, man. Sure. It's ruining, it's ruining. It's 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 immoral to keep on telling kids that they got to go get a college degree or to go find yourself in college. Go find yourself. I'm like, go take a hike. All right. Go take some time off. Go. I mean, I think my best achievements, I've gotten a handful of kids to renege on dedications to joining the military.
0: Right. And
1: and enter enter like the trades. And I had a couple of kids that were a couple of years ago that were going into the Marines, and I was like, "Why don't you just be a welder? Why are you going to the Marines?" We had a long discussion about it, and you know, without ripping on them and and tearing them down, and because they're very you know patriotic kids, True. I just said, "Maybe, maybe don't do that. Like you're still a brave kid, and and this shit does take our bravest kids. Go in there and they join the military, and then they get their their youth gets wasted, and their bravery gets wasted on all the bullshit we do overseas." So, I mean, that's maybe the proudest stuff that I've done in my time as a teacher. Sure. Um, maybe that's what people. all
0: libertarians need to do. We all need to become public school teachers, all of us.
1: And just and just trash kids who want to join the military. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's,
0: that's the next uh, step to ending all the wars, dude. You fucking idiot. You want to get rid of your kneecaps? All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could do that. We could go in and teach them about the drug war. I mean, we could really raise up the next generation of, of kids to be libertarians, dude.
1: Yeah, that's and you know what? That is something I want to talk to you about, too. And some people aren't going to like this, but I've told like this is the and I think I I really suggest Emma Goldman's essay on the child. It's the child and its enemies. If you haven't read it, um, I suggest that I did prepare a section of it that I'm gonna read to you. So Emma Goldman is a is a leftist. She's a socialist, communist, whatever. She was an anarchist, uh, though. Labels she'd have put on ourselves, yeah. uh, but she wouldn't agree with us on a lot of things. Sure. There's there's a lot of things she that she would look at what we're talking about, um, and she disagreed. But she'd also disagree with people who disagreed with us. So, right. um, we would see eye to eye on, on on many things. Um, and I think the issue is a lot of people in libertarianism or who are anarchists think that they're going to raise their kid where like. Uh, like I don't watch I don't watch Beauty and the Beast I watch anarchist Beauty and the Beast Ugh. you know we don't watch Sesame Street we watch Libertarian Sesame Street and like we don't eat we don't eat Cinnamon Toast Crunch we watch and Cap Cinnamon Toast Cruncher it's like okay everything right that you espouse your kid does not need to agree with um and this is something that ki- that people don't understand where these these red staters who are have got their win and got school choice are going to be baffled. They'd be like, I told my kid every fucking day they had to watch Ben Shapiro with me. Why do they fucking hate me? And it's like, listen, dude, like, you're not getting it. Like, your kid only learning the things that you believe, they're going to turn away. they're not only are they going to be like, eh, I don't know. They're going to start believing the opposite thing. These kids fundamentally are dumb. You were dumb when you were 14 i was dumb when i was 14 years old and hopefully we've learned from our from like our our dumbness youth and our dumbness and the mistakes we've made through life and we're smarter right. and i'm i'm smarter than i was when i was 30. um i'm smarter now and hopefully when i'm 40 i'll look back at now and I'll be like well, i'm smarter now uh but these kids are silly and so they are not listening to you and like long diatribes from like austrian economists and thinking yeah uh you're the business cycle as described by Hayek and his Nobel winning piece of this like they're not giving a shit about that that stuff's getting pounded in their heads by people right. and and they look at something being taught by a teacher at school who their parents said is a piece of shit, but that teacher treats them like a capable adult right and treats them like someone that they care about and they want to see them self actualize. They're going to go with whatever bullshit that person's spewing. Like all education, when you get it, it's and I mean this in the sense like the pre World War One term propaganda. Education's all propaganda. Okay, they're going to get it from you, or they're going to get it from someone else. Now, someone else has given them the ability to do that self actualization. They're going to slide towards them. They're not going to slide towards mom and dad who just criticize everything that's coming out of everybody else except for mom and dad. Um, and so. You, you got to where, and we got to where we were politically through a lot of ups and downs that you might look back on and think I was stupid. Those are dumb. That was my phase in college where I was going to SDS meetings and stuff like that. But like, you have to, you have to go through those things and your kids are going to have to go through them too. You need a, that time preference. You got to wait right. for your kids to, to be themselves and make the choices they're going to make. And even then, they're not going to agree with all the things that you want them to agree with. Um, do you got, can I read this, this bit? From yeah, please from do. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. I'd love to, because I think it's really important. Um, and uh, when she, she mentions, um, she mentions some, uh, some famous uh, like left anarchist writers and stuff. I actually, I changed a little bit of it around to make it more, more understandable for for, for your audience. Uh, they might recognize some more of the names. OK, so she's talking about, and it's actually The Child and Its Enemies. It's on a PDF. It's online, Anarchist Library. It's free. It's very short. Um, if you put into a Google Doc, it's probably three pages, my estimate. Um, she says, just so, the free thought parent can proudly boast that his son of four will recognize the picture of Ron Paul or Thomas Woods, or that he knows that the idea of the state is stupid. Or that the ANCAP father can point to his little girl of six and say, who wrote Anatomy of the State, dear? Murray Rothbard, papa. Or that the anarchistic mother can make it known that her daughter's name is Voltarina, or her son is named Lysander. Or that her kiddies can recite the heavyweight texts of Hoppe and Kinsella. And that they will point out the faces of Dave Smith, Michael Malice, and Quinones almost everywhere. These are by no means exaggerations. They are sad facts that I have met with in my experience with radical parents. What are the results of such methods of biasing the mind? The following is the consequence, and not very infrequent either. The child being fed on one-sided, set, and fixed ideas soon grows weary of rehashing the beliefs of its parents, and it sets out in quest of new sensations. No matter how inferior and shallow the new experience may be, the human mind cannot endure sameness and monotony. So it happens that boy or girl overfed on break the cycle episodes will land in the arms of the corporate press or they will vote for progressivism only to escape the drag of being forced to read dead Austrians all day or that they might start a Rachel Maddow fan club only to find relief to find to find relief from the old fashioned libertarianism of their father. And so that that's the, the end of the bit there. Um but i think that's really important that she she asks, she opens the essay with is the child to be considered as an individuality right. or as an object to be molded according to the whims and fancies of those about it that even the ideas of the family of the radical can stifle learning of the child that it's it's super important to know this and going back to that discussion you had with your, your son that's super important right um that you don't, that if he were to come up with these ideas himself or be like, I, I think that might be correct, that you don't yell at him and be like, you little idiots, I can't believe I raised you. You would say, you know what, that's interesting. What do you think about this situation? And when you see something on the news together, be like, do you still, I mean, is this something that you care about yet? Like, how would you apply that to this? Right. Question your children. Like, talk to them and have discussions with them. Ultimately, if you're raising them right, they're, they're not going to be jackboots. <laughs> they're 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 you know they're not gonna go down those wrong roads. They might still, who knows, man. The world's right. a big
0: place. Well, my, my but, seventeen year old, I uh you know I bought her uh, the big version of For a New Liberty by Rothbard Bard, uh-huh. and I, and I just said you know it'd be cool if you could read this sometime. And she hasn't read it at all. Uh, but she's also in public school, but she's in like an alternative education uh, school, trying uh-huh. to play catch up. So she she would like to graduate before she uh, turns eighteen, and she's got a lot of catching up to do. So she's at a school that lets her kind of go at her own pace, so she can go faster. Um, And she You know She was writing a paper And she, she really likes to She really likes to show me The stuff that she's doing I think because Because we didn't live together For so long Yep. It, it makes her happy to know that I'm proud of her and and it's incredibly uh, important yeah and I try I, you know like she's learning they're like teaching her how to code uh, this school t- has taught her how to use a 3d printer which is awesome um, That's pretty neat. yeah pretty cool stuff and uh, but she, she you know we got into a, a conversation the other day she she wrote a paper and it was uh you know she was citing some stats some criminal justice stats and I'm not gonna get into them here but um,
1: she's talking 30 15 or what at all oh, my goodness just
0: yeah it was just there was some there was some stats that she was quoting uh, uh-huh. to, to back up her paper and I was like hey where'd you get those stats from you know and she's all I read them in this 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 blog article and I said okay well let's talk about that and so I wanted to talk about it with her to I wanted her to understand that you know stats don't lie but statisticians do and uh and so we got into this discussion and it, I mean, it, we went all through like the gender pay gap and like everything. And she's like, yeah, well, you know, men make more than women. And I broke it down for like, well, here's all the, the variables when it comes to, uh, you know, talking about the gender pay gap. And, and these are the variables that weren't used to, to, to deduce any of this. And that's why you can lie with stats. And, um, at the end of it, we had, you know, she was like, wow, I didn't really, I never really thought of it that way, but I didn't like I didn't like braider. You know what I mean? I wasn't like telling her, you're stupid. I was like, well, you know, well, can you look at it from this point of view and check it out? You know what I mean? And and well, I think yeah. more people need to do that with their children uh, than just, you know, spank them and tell them they're stupid and, and tell them to quit listening to their teacher. Like, it doesn't, that's not how it works. Right.
1: Because they're absolutely gonna keep on listening to their teacher and they're gonna listen to their teacher way harder now yeah okay and hey yeah i'm glad yeah uh fucking stop hitting your kids holy shit people yeah
0: dude fuck yeah, that's all i got I, 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 I get so man. mad dude like don't hit your I, children you, dude
1: you yeah i think you tweet i mean you tweeted a meme or maybe it was uh was it jose Callison and tweeted something about there's a meme about someone wanted to fucking hit kids i cannot stand this shit man so much um it was uh, it was a pawn stars meme
0: oh that was that, that yeah that kids. was uh that was the guy that came on my, my post um i can't remember what the i don't even remember the fucking post i was talking about but he's like he's like the problem with uh, today's kids is that they haven't been hit enough you got to smack them and i was like what kind of fucking retard thinks that we need to smack our kids more
1: I don't, guys. Swear to God, man, there's some people out there that are severely worried that people aren't hitting their kids enough. Yeah. Like, we wouldn't. They, and they'll blame the, the, it was weird. They'll blame the weirdest shit on people not hitting their kids. Like, we wouldn't have all this crime if people would just hit their kids more. We wouldn't have inflation if people just hit their, ISIS would have been gone in a week. And people to just hit their fucking kids—it's like, are you? Did this sound like something a sane person would say? Right. And it is not a right-left paradigm no, on that. It's not like hitting kids is so bipartisan. And people who don't have kids are like, can I please hit your kids? Like, can I? Like, no. I, we'd be in, I'll kill we'd be you. In a, yeah, we'd be in a utopia. Can I borrow your kids so I can hit? hit someone if i could just hit a kid i'd stop sucking dick for Just let me hit a kid like I, it's nuts dude it, dude, like, it blows the my progress-y. mind
0: it blows my mind if you can't yeah. get your point up if you can't get your point across with a, a child without hitting them you probably shouldn't have children and and uh you know it, that's such a funny line of reasoning too like what you're talking about because i i noticed that too people are like you know this generation wouldn't be like it is if their parents were no dude the, the generation above mine was beating the shit out of their kids what are you talking about what are you yeah. talking – this is the first – my generation is like one of the first generations that's like, hey, maybe we should stop beating the shit out of our kids. We – so many people got their asses beat when they were kids that we invaded Iraq like four times. <laughs> exactly, dude. It just blows like, my mind that people think that, it, that that's going to solve all of the world's ills. is it's just, hey, just not. beat little children, dude. It will make everything better.
1: And, like, and I got to be honest. I, I, I don't think some people realize the – I think some people – posit that sort of thing because they want to seem tough right. um like i got you know and they don't want to admit that it probably damaged them in some way what's more wild is some people weren't hit by their parents but they're still advocating to hit kids
0: yeah they're like my parents I, didn't beat yeah. me enough you're like are you okay man like, Do you don't take oh, a this, seat
1: this is your this is actually i am feeling it's your kink dude like what <laughs> the fuck? you know you can pay a lady to hit you right now you don't gotta ask me to hit my kids dude. yeah it's, for
0: real dude give, give but it a I've, break yeah,
1: the result of that i've seen i've had those kids at school where i've had the discussion of hey dude that kid just he okay he looked at you weird you don't have to go fight that kid right Right. now i gotta fight like no getting getting fights made me tough i'm like no you're fucked up look at where you are right now right like it's not it it, it's it's brutal to kids and people don't realize what that stuff does um and and they want to perpetuate it to kind of create that myth that it didn't really do anything bad to them but look at where he brought you you're you're Trying to get other people to hit their own kids is how much it fucked you up.
0: You don't even have kids. You're trying to get another parent to hit their kids. You're fucked up. You got something wrong. My kids,
1: my kids went off to college. Can I hit yours, please?
0: Holy shit. <laughs> like, like, Give it a rest. Uh, we got some super chats, man. Daniel 3, Biblical Anarchy. Thanks for the five dollar super chat. He says cowboys suck. I say not as much as the Philadelphia Eagles. Craig, thanks for the one dollar super chat. Uh, Daniel, Biblical Anarchy again, $10 super chat. He said it's not about forcing beliefs on kids. It's a it's, it's about not subjecting them to state propaganda. They'll naturally become anarchist libertarians. If you just teach them, don't hurt or steal no exception. So this is this is my uh, my big um thing with children. i'm I'm a big fan of uh, teaching my kids that they should not be dependent on the state. And I think that um, teaching them that without berating them is is going to help them uh, not become dependent on the state. And so I think that that's the biggest thing we can do as parents uh, to to really keep our kids from becoming these authoritarian tyrants.
1: Yeah, that's what, uh, that's what like getting into Kaczynski, that's where the whole, and it, it doesn't apply to kids, I think in his original sense, but that power process in right. um, needing needing attainable goals and and being able to work to get them. And kids just don't do have to do that anymore. Um, kids have been, Two, I think their original, like, uh, delights, oh, you don't got to do anything. Like, we're creating kids who are working on that first example that Kaczynski talks about that. uh, The man through wishes can get what he wants with no effort. Like, he has fun, and then he gets bored, and then he gets clinically depressed. And all of our kids are doing that at these schools because they are dependent, even for their challenges, they're dependent on the teacher. They've been, at some point, they have been broken of their ability to make their own challenges Because teachers have simply said, stop doing this cool thing you're doing and do this lame shit that I'm telling you to do because of a district and county and state curriculum that way that I had no say in whatsoever. And teachers, to their lack of credit, just go along with that sort of stuff, Um, not realizing that, dude, your boss comes in like twice a year you don't have to do this dumb stuff right. uh, you can give kids more options but then even in within that prussian model we've been talking about there's only so many options you can give those kids when you've got 30 35 40 of them in your classroom and just think oh this is fine they'll all do the same thing because it is all the old all the, all the same critiques as you teach to the lowest common denominator right um and now it's even worse because we just give kids tech to sit in front of and with new flashy tech, it seems cool. The kids have fun then they get bored. And then we got what we've gotten over the last decade, and especially the last year and a half. And the kids don't have any goals. They're absurdly depressed. And they're just, their eyeballs and their heads hurt because they're sitting in front of their computer over and over and over. And even the ability of their brain to feel happiness is now dependent on the state. And that's brutal to think about, but that's where we're at. Um, and you gotta pull kids out of there as quickly as you can. If that's the case, like especially the schools where kids haven't even gotten back, they're still learning all the bullshit, but they're just sitting alone in their bedrooms now instead.
0: Right. Which Um, is even worse.
1: Yeah. That's not being dependent on people. Like kids will realize that I heard someone was tweeting about kind of like prepping the other day Um, and their warning was like, please do not treat prepping and learning these cool school, uh, these cool skills that you would need to know as like a prepper prepping for a disaster as like work. Like so many of these things are awesome that you can learn to do. They'll also save your family in an emergency, but they're cool and they're fun. Um, but kids don't have any of that. None of that responsibility has been given to them. None of the goal making and goal achieving—it's all been taken and stripped from them. Right. Um, I could just think of Josh. I mean, you—how? What was your first job that you had?
0: I was a—I uh, had two paper routes. I was on the I was on the front uh, page of the newspaper because I had two paper routes.
1: I had a paper out too. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, and I was like that nine. Was, yeah, exactly. I get like eight dollars a week or something weird like that. Yeah, it was, like, I think
0: I'd make I'd make around a hundred bucks a month. And uh, th- then we do uh, once a month. We did uh, like telethons at the at the Ledger, like where they they made the papers. And and you wouldn't get paid for getting new subscriptions. You just get like boxes of candy and shit. Uh, <laughs> the good old days dude but then i'd turn around and flip airheads at school you know what i mean
1: that's oh man i loved the i had, I've had a few of those kids at school yeah they go buy a like the bulk box of candy bars and sell them for double the price loved those kids smart kids though. i remember kids be like oh can he be doing that i'm like sure he can what are you doing dude like of course you can be doing that this Kids making money up in here
0: yeah dude it was great dude, i know i loved my paper routes. it was the worst it was like the worst job i ever had to come to think you know i think back on like saturday and sunday papers and having to get up at four o'clock in the morning when you're like nine and ten and like take these big huge heavy ass papers to the houses but like dude i had a 100 bucks a month when i was nine who who else kids, did that
1: yeah it's kids don't it's not that they don't want to do that but those avenues have been they've never been given that option yeah you can't That's do it anymore. Cut off. Yep. no they've gone a long um, time they can't do I remember when I was 14 um uh, I got like my first like the official job where I wasn't just getting paid cash or something like that and I was working at McDonald's but like kids 14 <laughs> year olds aren't doing that anywhere there are some places sure where kids can get like the worker's permit but like the amount of jobs has been slowly closed off so that they could possibly get um, they can't do a job where they'd get any discernible skill unless they do it outside of the the bureaucratic system. Right. Like uh, I've had kids that are just flipping cars. They buy rusty old you know, buckets and they fix them up and they sell them to people. That's great. But unless you're, you're doing that, which most kids do not realize they can do, um, no one has ever told them, let alone their parents, have not told them they can do that. Uh, and, and people have and these kids have largely been discouraged because someone's like, Well, I think that's illegal. I don't think you can do that. Like, why you know why would that be illegal, of course? But uh kids get discouraged from that stuff and they don't think that you can you can do any of that stuff because by and large they're not allowed to do that stuff, and no one's giving them the idea this is an option. And kids don't just know things are options, like it doesn't just pop into their head like, Oh, I think this is this is allowable. They see so much other stuff and other ways in the world where just making your own choices is not allowed that they start assuming that you know being a free person like that isn't allowed right. and more and more that's becoming true because no one is realizing that and pushing back and saying hey you could do this you could do this and it doesn't have to be making money it could be literally anything um but, I, but they're not getting it from schools where they should be getting it from and parents are seeding their parenting to schools and so no one's giving that to them no one's being the adult, they're all just saying, Hey, wait till you're eighteen, then maybe you can start being real. Right. And that if you wait until eighteen, then they give you a fucking rug pull. And now we we you gotta be real now. You gotta be an adult, but also we're not gonna help you
0: ever again. Right. Right no I get it man I And you know I, I've been very blessed to have parents Who helped me way after 18 when I Needed it or a mom who did And a gra- and grandparents who did um, uh, But not every parent is like that man Some parents yeah, are that's true yeah they're ready to that get You true. right out the house at 18 so you better be Better be ready but yeah I was very blessed my mom You know my mom uh, worked her ass Off she was a, oh, look at that I broke My damn mic I haven't done that in a while guys uh, <laughs> We uh yeah, so I was really blessed with a mom who worked really hard to to raise two children by herself. She worked three jobs, so uh, whenever I wanted to work and make money, she was <laughs> she was like, "Dude, seriously, start as soon as you can." So I got, you know, I went from a paper route, then I got my first like real like hourly paid job uh, nice. cleaning the pool and mowing the lawn at the gym when I was like. 13 or something like that. And they were paying oh, me, boy. paying me like $4 an hour. And then, uh, and then, uh, I started, you know, serving in a Mexican restaurant when I was like 15 or 16 and then, uh, started doing trade work. I mean, my mom, my mom always worked for a construction company most of my life when I was growing up and she was the controller of the office. Um, so when I dropped out of high school, my sophomore year, uh, I went, started going to a continuation school, like once a week Fridays. And then I would, I would, uh, uh, do my school work at home and so Monday through Thursday I would go and Dig trenches and and demo walls and stuff for this construction company, and I was making you know like ten bucks an hour or something uh as yeah. a fi- as a fifteen year old, and and you know I was getting like four hundred bucks a week or something like that. It was great, dude. I was rich, you that's, know.
1: That's money, dude. Yeah, yeah. that's serious money. As a- <laughs>
0: yeah, when you're fifteen, dude, that's a lot of money, man. 15, that's
1: good money. Yeah, I didn't have I nothing
0: did, to pay. Yeah. I didn't have no bills or nothing. You know what I mean? My mom was yeah. my mom wasn't charging me rent or anything. You know, so
1: perfect. When, when I was sixteen, I worked at the local hospital and I actually got PT. Like it accumulated very slowly, but uh, I didn't even know what it was until someone explained what PTO was to me. I was like, "Wait, I, I paid vacation?" They're like, "Very little." I remember with Mike, after two years of work, I, I took forty hours paid vacation. Oh, geez, and uh, I was like, "Holy shit, this is nuts, man!"
0: Yeah, <laughs> my yeah, uh, those,
1: those yeah those options are just fewer and far between. Oh man. yeah,
0: my my daughter who who was uh, seventeen now, but when she first moved here, she she uh, started working at Wendy's. She was fifteen. She was working at Wendy's. She was pregnant. Uh, she was about four or five months pregnant working at Wendy's very proud of her. She's, she really wants to do the right thing and, and, uh, take care of her, her daughter and stuff. And I, you know, she knows she can get whatever she needs for her daughter for me while she finishes high school and stuff like that. But she wants to have extra, well, she really wants to order a lot of DoorDash, is what she enjoys doing. But, um, uh-huh. which, you know, whatever, that's fine kid, but I hope you start valuing your money a little more soon. Uh, yep. um, but uh, oh, damn, where was I going with this? I just I keep losing my train of thought, bro. What were we talking about before I brought up my daughter's job? <laughs> Our own stupid fucking jobs as kids. I yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah. Uh, anyways, but so so uh, yeah, she she's uh she's making money. We had I had a I was going somewhere with that, and then I totally uh I trailed off. I started getting I started getting stoned at the beginning of the show. I really got to start get stop getting stoned <laughs> when I do these shows, man.
1: That, that's disrespectful. I can't believe that. <laughs>
0: Uh, hey man uh you know it's it helps with the anxiety uh but no i i'm, I'm very proud of my my daughter working her butt off to uh, uh do you know the right thing and, and make some money even though she's she's got the opportunity to uh really just get a free ride here right now you know yeah. but uh which is
1: fine i don't i did you i don't know if you saw that discourse the other day on twitter about kicking your kids out at 18 or not
0: i don't um, i don't know i don't think so who,
1: who called it a, i think it was jesse kelly was uh is the you know premier online tough guy oh Um, yeah he is
0: for sure he's also like uh, six eight though so i mean he's kind of scary uh,
1: which i i like some things he has to say but the whole i think it was at 18 you're out of my you're out of my house and someone called it a um, a big bank psyop to make sure that as many people could have um could have their own mortgages and stuff like that as possible, which I buy into some of that. And it's not like someone at a big banks, like, all right, send out the message that the kids got to be out of the house at eighteen. Right. Uh, I think the argument is that it destroys generational wealth. Kids don't work in the family businesses. Not that family businesses exist anymore. Uh, but like, I think there's something to that. That uh, that it does make sense to uh, you know. That's a discussion that my wife and I are having as we're prepping our house for for now having a child in it. Like, so is the kid out of here at 18? I think he should be able to stay for a bit.
0: Yeah. Just a little while, you know, especially. well, And and I mean, it really, it really depends. Like if my kids want to go to college, I'm not going to boot them out of the house while they're in college. I'll try to deter them from going to college. You know, unless unless they're gonna go. I mean, if if they're like, "Hey, Dad, I want to go to med school," like, all right, dude, like I get it. You know what I mean? Like, if you're gonna if you're gonna actually take those steps, then you should go to college. Uh, But but like my son, he's like, "I want to be an electrician." I'm like, "Perfect, dude. We'll get you down. We'll get you right down to the the uh, the uh, trade school as soon as you graduate." You know what I mean? We can get you your your four four month education and uh, get you get you going as an apprentice. It'll be real easy, buddy. You'll be making more money than any of your friends that go to college.
1: And that's one of those things, those questions I've always asked for kids on like the first day, oh. yeah, raise your hand and keep it up. I do plan on going to college. And, um, and I've worked at a pretty, at a really affluent district at one point, I worked at a pretty rural blue collar district at one point, but usually it would be like you know, 50 to 75% of kids' hands would be up right. as, you know, put your, um, you know, keep your hand up. If you, if you know what field you want to go into and you know what your degree is going to be called um, and, you know, some hands will go down and, Say, you know, keep your hand up if you if you know uh what the job market looks like in your field right now, right. and you know a place where you could go and find work if you graduated that degree right now. And honest God, there'd only be like two hands up at that point. I'm like, hey, not saying you shouldn't go to college, but you should seriously rethink it. Um, I mean, that might be one of the more dastardly things that happens in our public schools, is that pushing everybody to go pay for higher education afterwards with no clue about what you're going to do right and and that's it's brutal it's so expensive it's it's just a ball and chain around some of these kids ankles i have a
0: vocational certificate that cost me twenty thousand dollars dude so i get it you know what i mean mm-hmm. like literally i, I went and got my lpn it's like a licensed practical nurse twenty thousand yep. twenty thousand dollars for 13 months of school dude
1: yeah, that's that's a lot of money, and we just we just moved cross country because my wife got her PhD and got a job cross country that was worth moving cross country for. So I know there's there's a lot of debt there. That's expensive, man. That stuff is not cheap. And right. if you're there's just too many kids getting told from from parents and family, also from all of society, that you're just a better person if you go to college because that old that prestige is not worn off yet. You right. know even though fucking everyone gets accepted to college oh, yeah. prestige has still not worn off there have kids that have been like i'm like hey bud what are you doing you know you're graduating in a month what are you doing and they tell me they're going to college and i'm just like ah, "What? Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> for what <laughs> all right i'm behind you bud uh yay
0: yeah yeah, I know. There's some kids that you're like you don't you just don't go to college. I think that's my my daughter too, you know. I was like, "Are you are you going to go to college?" She's like, "No." And I'm like, "That's that's good cuz I didn't I don't see you as a college person, you know what I mean?" And she's and now she's found uh she's found this apprenticeship uh for John Deere. It's like a like a summer right. internship for uh welding. And I'm like okay. I'm like, "Shit, kid, if you can go and become an apprentice for welding and like get a job good. at John Deere welding, like you could make m- more money than I make." You know what I mean? And I mean
1: weld, yeah. yeah. Nothing welds like a deer.
0: It's it's not hard. It's not easy to weld good. And if and I told her I said if you pay attention, listen to what people tell you, don't argue, and uh, and learn how to weld, you can make a lot of money welding. So hopefully yeah, she'll do it, man.
1: Tough. And from what I've heard, the way public school is set up does not set kids up properly for those apprenticeship Mm-mm. programs and whatnot. Not so I mean it's another disservice that that the style of learning is doing to them. Uh, but I'm glad that she's in that so many kids look at that and they're like i am just i'm at some dirty hobo like it's like i go to college or i'm homeless that's the the idea in their mind that has of course been created by all the adults in their life um you know it's i don't know
0: daniel three thanks for the five dollar super chat man he said i think i'm the last person in america to join a family business post high school i know some people who went to the family business after high school man
1: it's it 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 gets frowned upon like it's yeah. the the whole the whole idea of like, oh, you oh, don't these want to townies, go work
0: for dad,
1: they're living in their hometown still, it's like, yeah, I love this place, it's where I was raised, yeah, like I already want to move back to where I moved from. I know it might happen someday, but like and i'm a I'm a grown adult, It's like, why are you trashing a kid for not immediately leaving right. the town where he was raised i I know that's I think that's a silly cultural thing, I think people who move it's one again, it's one of those choices that that people who do choose to to up and move they need to they need to put that idea out they're like I can't believe you would still be here in this town. They need to put that idea out to feel better about the loneliness they're feeling in a giant metropolis. Like uh that they're more trying to convince themselves. Right. Um uh, but it does pervade our culture the whole guy who stayed in his hometown as a negative thing.
0: Yeah. And they do and they they portray it negatively in movies and all kinds of yep. stuff, man. It's uh, unfortunate, but uh for my hometown it's pretty true though. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm from I'm just from one of those places where it's like people get trapped there and you never get out and it's not a it's not a good trapped, you know what I mean? So no. I'm happy to be out of there, man. I, I miss my grandma. She's the she's pretty much her and my my uncle Steve, uh my mom's brother are the only ones that are still there. And he's you know, he does really well. He's got like he's like a superintendent for a sheet metal union in okay. in the San Francisco that does like Big time, like skyscraper HVAC. So the guy's loaded. You know he's doing really Honestly,
1: good. Honestly, though, you can go pick grandma. Go pull the pull the school bus around and pick grandma. I'm trying, dude. Out.
0: I'm trying. That's that's. Yeah. I've been trying to get my grandma and my mom and sister to come out here too because I was great, man. Bus. I love school Iowa.
1: School bus with like the uh, with like the wheelchair winch. Yeah. And just load her in.
0: Yeah. Maybe I, maybe I will. We'll see what happens with granny, but brother, we're at the, uh, at the end of the show, man, I, I just a huge fan of yours. I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, Thank you. where can people find you, support you, listen to you, all that great stuff.
1: Um, I am at Z underscore mustard. It's been, it's been trolling on your, your screen the entire time. Absolutely. They can follow me there. They can follow me nowhere else because I don't do anything else. Um, <laughs> Be on the lookout. I almost got. I do sell mustard and hot sauce and stuff like that. I usually I used to sell it locally, but a lot of people since I moved have been being like, "Hey, you got to get a website up. You got to be able to mail some of this stuff out." So I'm going to put some info on that out in like soon. We just got our kitchen up and running again, so I can. Nice, I am when I'm done with this, I'm going to go in the kitchen, and I am going to make some mustard. It'll be the first batch in our new
0: place out here okay well i Um, want mustard and hot sauce i order hot sauces from people on twitter uh frequently actually if you can believe that and uh i just got some really good uh i got one that's pineapple bacon habanero that
1: sounds really good really
0: really good and then i got another one that's like peach habanero or something from the same person and uh man some of the best hot sauce i ever had but uh homemade right in the kitchen dude so if you're making hot sauces and mustards i'll probably order from you
1: I'm putting some on the smoker tomorrow and I'm going to ferment some. That stuff's uh that's the good stuff. Uh, but also, um, yeah, I'll put some of that, some of that info out, but uh, a couple things could, you got some time for like a shout out.
0: Yeah, of course.
1: Okay. One, uh, we're having a kid in three weeks. So please pray for the, the good yes. health of, uh, of my wife and that, and uh, my son coming up here. But also I am off of work tomorrow, which is really nice uh, because it is Armistice day. Now I know the state does not see that as <laughs> Armistice day. They call it veterans day. Um, but just a shout out for Armistice Day. remember tomorrow, again, we're in we're in the minority here. Um, but let's not forget what Armistice Day represents. Um, honor the people, we honor soldiers all the time. You're gonna see, you know, parades, salutes, the you know, flags the size of a football field, flyovers, and and stuff like that. Um, but there's a lot of people that have no monuments. They have no holidays or mentions in the public sphere other than to be chided for like cowardice and, and disloyalty. Um, so I just want to remember and honor the people who went to jail, faced abuse, um, faced firing squads for simply walking away, dropping their guns and walking away from the trenches. I'm um, saying no to warfare, um, and bringing, you know, world War one to an end for the reason we remember this. Um, so for tomorrow, November 11th, just remember the peacemakers.
0: Nice dude. That very, very well said. I appreciate you.
1: Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. I enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, I did too, man. We'll do it again in the future for sure. Thanks so okay. much. Okay.
1: You take care, bud.
0: A hey, you too, brother. All right, guys. Another awesome episode of Break the Cycle. Go follow Z Mustard on uh on Twitter. He's a great follow, uh, and he's really fun to have on podcasts. So if you got a great podcast, hit him up. See if he can, he can come on yours too. But you gotta keep him anonymous. He's he is Z Mustard only. Uh, guys, go check out my sponsor. Of course, got the man, the myth, the legend, my good friend and partner on Breaks the Cycle, where you can get all kinds of great hand-drawn uh, graphic design t-shirts, hats, backs, bags. Uh, I think he's got pants. I think there's like like uh, women's yoga pants and all kinds of good stuff on there uh, at a 10% discount by using BTC at checkout. Or you can go over to the Patreon subscribe star, become a member of the YouTube channel under all my videos by hitting the join link where you can get into the private Discord server And get up to 30% off uh, of all of his brand new gear up to two weeks before it goes to the general public. Good stuff. I guarantee you you will love it. And uh, it's all really quality made, too. So he doesn't use like shitty uh, uh, manufacturers. And of course, executive producers of the show, anthemplanning.com, for all your emergency and crisis planning needs. Check them out today. See what they can do for your business, home, or personal life. They're doing a wonderful job that the government has historically sucked at much cheaper and much more efficiently. Guys, thank you so much uh, for hanging out with me night after night. night. I know the views have dropped a lot. Uh, We're still getting a lot of listens on the podcast side. Thank you. We just crossed 100,000 downloads. Uh, That's really huge for a podcast that started in March. So I appreciate you guys. Uh, I'm going to be doing uh, a lot of booking over the next week um, to try and start getting month out uh, like I used to so that my calendar can be more consistent. Hopefully we'll bring you a lot of you guys back, Uh, but we got some big names on the horizons Uh, on the horizon. So definitely stay tuned. Uh, There will be no show tomorrow, but Friday I have Tommy Sammons from the Libertarian Institute coming on. That's going to be a lot of fun. I really really enjoy talking with that guy. So uh, I'll see you then. But until then, don't forget to break the cycle.
1: Have to explain The lyrics of my last song may seem to contain A violent call to action in the verse in the brain But I just landed in Minecraft The helicopter part Was in reference to GTA 5 and the things you do So when any violence you commit I am not an excuse Because I just landed in Minecraft
0: a is my friend and he's constantly cold Accusations of incitement getting totally old Make your own choices, yeah, you have control Because I just ran it in
1: Minecraft Obviously I would never advocate force Unless it's due process and a trial, of course And if you're convicted, we will make you a corpse In Minecraft, just in Minecraft You're nothing, I mean, you know it
0: the no product finish gets me close to COVID. Holy shit, I think I'm poetic.